0: Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. My name is Jojo, bring me a dream, one that's made of stands and people. <laughs> okay, I didn't know where I was going Yay. with that, shit. This is our musical Jojo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> recap and discussion podcast in which we recap and discuss episodes of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure one day at a time. Yeah, but we do it, like, every week. Or so. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly one day at a time so much as one day, occasionally. Yeah, but future generations will listen to this one episode at a time. One, uh, one episode per day for their daily recommended allowance Whoa. of me. You don't know that. What if they listen to it one week at a time? Just like it was, a, like, originally intended to be. Although we did it once every fortnight at first, so maybe... Today, we... Being me, Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And Nick Ballantyne, me, the other one of the co-hosts. We watched the (laughs) 17th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 Diamond is Unbreakable, which is also the 91st episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole, which covers chapters 330 through 334 of the manga. It is entitled... Rohan Kashibe's adventure. Not Bizarre Adventure? No, it was a fairly normal adventure. (laughs) (laughs) There was nothing non-adventurous about it, but nothing out of the ordinary. By any metric, you would look at this episode and say, yeah, that was a bit of an adventure. Much like, say, for example, Josuke taking a hurried shot at a rat around the table. A bit of an adventure. Mm. But you wouldn't say there was anything odd or bizarre about it. Mm. This episode has been brought to you by the illustrious and or... Unconventional, Eric Henschel. Eric Henschel. Thank you, Eric Henschel. We appreciate your support, and we will continue, continue to do that. appreciate I, your support. I don't see why we wouldn't appreciate it at any point, that, unless like you're just like, oh, Eric, uh, it's not bizarre enough. I need a I need a name like Koichi for that kind <laughs> of stuff. You know, I need a name that you don't hear a lot in your everyday kind of work circles. You know, Eric, change your name. <laughs> This is what we're getting at. That Eric, I'm quite taken with him. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for your prolonged support, Eric. Eric. Nick. Yes. Diamond is Unbreakable, episode 17. Rohan Kashibe's Adventure, featuring Koichi.
1: Go on.
0: This episode is preceded by an author's note oh, from our friend, <laughs> your friend. Yes. Future guest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if anyone takes that even remotely (laughs) seriously, we're in big trouble here. (laughs) But at the same time, I want to say we could pull it off. I don't know if Hirohika Araki speaks English. I don't care. (laughs) We're bringing him on. That's it. We just bring him on and go, so you're Araki. hi, hi. Future Uh, author of future parts of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Hirohika Araki. The man. Who writes. The myth. In volume 36. The Artist. seeing bicycles stationed under the rain always got to me. But in recent years, there's something else that breaks my heart. Is it something to do with ghosts? Now, what is bicycles stationed under the rain? You know, like bikes that are outside and it starts raining so the seats get all wet. Ah. The little red light that flashes when you get voicemails on the phone. (laughs) What? Sometimes I question... Like, okay, I understand he gets inspiration from these things, right? But how does it translate from, you know, those little red lights on your phone to anything in JoJo? I don't think these are meant to be like, this is what I was thinking when I was making the following chapters. It's just a little... Note. Yeah. But it's somewhat related. Like this one time when I was gone for a week, it kept flashing its signal, all cold and alone in the dark. I mean, it could use a little rest when its master is away. Same. <laughs> I find this kind of undying loyalty really touching <laughs> but it is its job so I understand courage my little light again this is what in in some way this has led this, him this figures into his psyche exactly somehow he produces Jojo's Bizarre Adventure from these experiences hey, and can we go back to some past ones no we cannot oh. <laughs> I've already closed that tab damn it At some point, we have to go back and look over the past ones and just go, okay, what the fuck was he thinking here? And, like, just try to understand him on, like, a deeper level, you know? Nick. Yes. I. Yep. Liam S. Smith. That is you. Want to tell you Uh a spooky story. Well, you can if you want, but, yeah, okay. This spooky story is known as The Licked Hand. Oh. Known sometimes as The Doggy Lick oh. or Humans Can Lick Too. Okay, Again, I told you before, but it sounds like a 1920s film <laughs> with just Humans Can Lick Too! It's an urban legend popular among teenagers. <laughs> Go on! The earliest print version was found in a February 1982 story Bedtime for Sam by D.B. Martin. Hmm. Hmm. That name sounds familiar. There was a young girl. Oh, okay. We're getting into it. Yep. She was home alone for the first time with only her brave, sweet, loyal dog for company. And a whole bunch of traps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wet bandits were on the loose. <laughs> Listening to the news, she heard there was a killer on the on the loose. Gasp. And was understandably terrified. Oh, no. So she locked all the doors and windows in her house... But either the basement window or some other window in the house wouldn't lock. Believable. So she went to bed, taking her dog to her room with her, nice. and allowing it to sleep under her bed. That's humane. Yep. I I'm guess. With- yeah. Dogs sure. like being under beds, they right? They're Like dark, enclosed spaces. Fun fact: When a dog is <laughs> is approaching death of old age, it will often dig a hole and put its head in there, or put its head under a car, is things that like real? that. Yeah. That happened to my dog. Oh wow. Okay. Why? Why does that happen? I don't know. Instinct. <laughs> they just get interested in really like dark areas. She wakes in the night to hear a dripping sound coming from the bathroom. <gasps> the dripping noise frightened the girl, but she was too scared to get out of bed to find out what it was. gosh So to reassure herself, she slowly reached a hand down towards the floor for her dog. Her brave. Her brave. Her brave. Brieve of Tarth. Uh <laughs> Sweet, loyal dog, and was rewarded by a reassuring lick of her hand. Ah, of course, of course. So, she lay awake, listening to that dripping sound, and every time that she felt frightened by this mysterious dripping noise from the bathroom, what could that ever be? Maybe it could be a human. Or a tap. You know, that does seem more plausible. (laughs) (laughs) Each time that she felt frightened, Mm -hmm. she reached down for her dog, who would reassuringly lick her on the hand. (gasps) But... Haven't you given away the plot point with the title? Eventually, she fell asleep. (gasps) The next morning, when she awoke, she went to the bathroom for a drink of water. Much like a dog, she she likes a drink out of the toilet. (laughs) Is that in the thing? No. Oh, okay, good. I'm, I'm embellishing this recount because the Wikipedia page I'm reading for has a very clinical summary of it. It could be a dog. It could be a girl. It could be a tap. Which one of these is the protagonist? It's up to you. She went to the bathroom for a drink of water, only to find her dead, mutilated dog hanging in the shower with his blood slowly dripping onto the tiles. Mm. And on the shower wall, written in the dog's blood, were the words, Humans can lick too. Nice. Other versions of the story feature a nearsighted old woman rather than a young girl. Or sometimes the dog is, um skinned, disemboweled, or otherwise mutilated. And sometimes the messages are on the wall or the mirror or blah, blah, blah. Some versions include the parents' return and their discovery of the killer hiding elsewhere in the house, frequently the basement, the girl's closet, or under her bed. And in other versions, the girls' parents arrive back and uh, ask if their daughter had a good night. And when she told them that their dog had kept the car by licking her hand, they were told the dog in question was locked in the basement or outside. Why would you lock a dog in the basement? <laughs> Because it's a big open space. Which leads them to question who or what was phone. Uh, Hey, question. Yeah? Why did the human that was under the bed keep licking her hand rather than just murder her? Fetish. Nice. That's the best explanation that we have here. (laughs) There is a forerunner in the 1919 story, The Diary of Mr. Pointer by M.R. James, where a young man absently strokes his dog while reading an old manuscript account of the sinister death of a young student obsessed with his own hair. Mm. Of course, the creature crouching at his side is not the dog. And that's the end of the dot point. (laughs) (laughs) I like how it's, it's just got that bit of like, of course, it's not the dog. It's like, of course, what? What? It's not even remotely the same story, is it? A variation of this story is written as the background for the character Raimi Sugimoto from Jump Manga, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable by Hirohiko Araki. We're circling back. We're back on Jojo's. That's right. My spooky story digression was relevant the whole time. What? What a twist. That doesn't sound like us. So this episode is quite a departure for... What would call the stand era of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's a bit fucking weird. Um... We've settled into quite a comfortable rhythm where we have a stand user of the week who threatens our protagonists and is su- summarily dispatched over the course of one to three or four episodes. Mm. And it's always linked to something else. Something mm. more. Something larger. Something on the horizon. Yeah, this week, no enemy stand. Just a friend. No enemy, really. And a dead dog. <laughs> and a dead dog. Very and, important. And uh, an urban legend that's basically been ripped whole cloth from the annals of, <laughs> of being popular with teens. Mm. Which, to be fair, we, as clear teen... I was about to say teen lovers. That doesn't make any sense. Nick, we are neither teens nor lovers. <laughs> <laughs> so, us as not teens or lovers, clearly it's enjoyable. It, it directly tells yeah, us... good. Yeah, it's directly, like, targeting us as humans. Sure. Um, it's a Jojo, you know, do you? Do you have any anything else you want to remark on before we get into our recap? Yeah. Um. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just, this entire episode, I was sitting there like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? What did we do? This isn't Jojos, is it? Is it? Tis. Have we? Well, I mean, we've had vampires. We've had, uh, do we have werewolves? No. We didn't have werewolves. We had zombies. We had zombies. Yeah. We had ancient Aztec gods, and now we have ghosts. So, okay, ghosts. Yeah. ghosts. Let's let's address the ghosts in the room. Ghosts. Obviously, we've had some spiritual elements of this show before. We've had departing souls give prolonged soliloquies. Yep. What we haven't really had is what the character we'll meet in this episode who describes herself as a ghost, a bound spirit. Yeah. We haven't had someone killed in tragic circumstances stuck on this earth forevermore mm. till their unfinished business is wrapped up. Never mind. And now we do. Now we know ghosts are real. Ghosts are most certainly real. And which which I think is a nice reminder that even though Dio aside, we've largely moved away from the, the vampiric history of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Now we move into the weird ghost thing. Well, what I mean to say is... Even though we've largely moved away from that, just the fact that this episode is like, oh, yeah, ghosts are real, I think does serve as a reminder that, like, oh, yeah, this is also a world where vampires are real. Mm. (laughs) It's so weird. Like, we had stans for so long that it was like, oh, so that's just normal. Mm. You know, psychic powers are fine. Didn't even hit me that I was like, oh, wait, we could have ghosts. Remember you know, that one evil team in Beyblade that were all like vampires and werewolves? No. Okay, that what? happened. Oh my god. That was a kid's show, Liam. <laughs> yep. We open. We've got some... Is it Koichi? Yeah, Koichi is walking front of in front of a big train station map of Morio Town. And we have the sickest of segues where as his head passes by the camera, it then slides along. And then about two-thirds of the way when he's sliding along, we get Koichi just already in the shot as yeah. it keeps going. And it's weird.
1: <laughs> it's very <laughs> so weird. So he's just walking
0: along, going about his business. He's probably going to school, coming back from school or something like that. I I told you about this when we were having lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never actually see anything of them in school or in class. We've had scenes within school, but we have not, and I believe do not, see them in class. No. Which is weird. It kind of makes me think the school isn't real. The school is real, but it's not important to the story. Yeah, which is a bit strange. Like, you'd think that so much time dedicated to school would at least, a li- like, a little bit be in the story. Just a I little. I mean, it, it's, a, it's in the story a little. You know, we've been in the footlocker, we've seen Koichi in the library and the chemistry lab. But, like, they spend, what, like, seven de- like hours a day there? They were also by the pool plotting how to get Koichi to... To get Yukako not to be in love with Koichi. There you go. There you go. I mean, it's not going to be interesting if we just. We have seen Koichi getting his English test results back. That's true. That's true. Um, although that was also not quite a plot point, but kind of. It a was plot like point. a budum tsh at the end of the episode. Yeah. A good budum tish, Or as the Japanese would say, jun jun. <laughs> Is that what they say instead of budum It's happened tish? a few times in JoJo's. I guess so. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm willing to believe this I mean, trivia. you've seen it, so... Sure. Anyway. Let's, let's agree that I remember that. So Koichi's just going about his business, and then <gasps> Roland Kashibe's there. What? Famous manga artist and psychopath, Roland Kashibe. Author of Pink Dark Boy. Yeah. World-renowned manga, or at least Japan-renowned. So he basically peeks around the corner of his map and is like, Hey, Koichi, how's it going? Like, oh my God, it's Rohan, oh my God, oh my God. God. Hey man, don't freak out. I'm not going to hurt you. I actually think you're quite fetching. Oh, do you just? Yeah. Hey, how about fuck off? I I read your life story with my power, Heaven's Door, and I think we have a lot in common. Uh... This episode does a lot of good work paying out on Rohan. (laughs) Of just being like, hey, you know how you think I'm a little bit weird? Let's roll with that. But also, like, later on, where he's, like, uh, "Grammy calls him selfish, and he's like, oh, Koichi, did you hear that? She called me selfish. Yeah. She couldn't be more off base. <laughs> oh, man. I cannot wait to see even more Rohan moving mm-hmm. forward. It's just... He's great. So much potential. Oh, so Rohan's changed his outfit a bit from last episode. Yes, he's now got a he's yellow He's still got tie. the same headband. Yep. Same hair. But he's wearing a blue shirt, mm-hmm. and on one side of... The collared ch- shirt. Blue collared shirt with a tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on one side of that, he's got like a pen nib icon. Okay. And the other side of the chest, he's got um, a, a character of some sort that I can't read. We are the best at analysis. Yes. It, it's, it says it's something. A, it's a good, like, summary street look. Hmm. You walk out and you're like, oh, he seems like a...
1: Normal together person.
0: Human. <laughs> yeah. How wrong you are. <laughs> he doesn't look Yakuza. <laughs> so anyway, Koichi, I lived here in Mario when I was a baby. And I want to get back in touch with my roots, you see. Because mm. it's the job of a manga artist to remember their childhood. Mm, a believable motivation, if yeah. ever i heard one. But I don't remember where I lived. Slams his hand on the map. And there's a problem here, Koichi. Look, look Koichi. Look on the map, how it goes. Sober shop, Arisegua, Kisawa drugstore, then Osun's convenience store. Hmm, okay, that seems pretty average. What's the problem? And now look in reality, Koichi. How between the drugstore and the Osuns, there's a rose. Yeah, but the rose is not on the map.
1: The rose not on the
0: map! Oh my gosh. So he's all like, hey, Koichi, show me around. And Koichi's all like, no. I mean, you're a crazy person. You tried to t- enslave me, basically. And then Rohan gets really passive aggressive. Like, oh, even after I asked you so courteously, you're not willing to walk just 10 meters or so. <laughs> and so Koichi just goes, Jesus Christ. Okay, you're being pretty selfish, but look, five minutes. All right, I'll give you five minutes. Tick tock, Rohan. <laughs> if you want to keep friends, you're going to have to pay out. Rohan also has a hand map, which he refers to a couple of times in this episode, mm. and uh, the street is also on not on that. This this one to three thousand scale map published by the National Map Publishers, and Koichi kind of gets into it now because he points out that if you if you point out an error on a map, you can get a book certificate. <laughs> Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, I fucking love book certificates. If there's one thing I love doing more than anything else, it's reading. I don't For free. And there's no other way to get books for free than a book certificate. What about, uh, (laughs) Christmas? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. That's the only other way. What about a birthday? Yep, that's the only other way. What about a free book giving... Some sort of building where they have a lot of free books. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what the worst part of I, this is? I couldn't tell if you were doing a bit or if you had actually <laughs> forgotten libraries exist. I, I literally just forgot libraries existed. I was like, <laughs> no, you can't just get anything for free, Liam, okay? That doesn't work that way, all right? You can't just go out and get food for free. Are you familiar with the concept of... I think it's called a trap street? A trap street. This is something that came up a few years ago in Doctor Who, so it may have gotten more pop culture traction or just general awareness, but it's something that I've been a fan of since I learnt about it, mm-hmm. which is fake streets that map makers will put on their maps in a location where it won't do too much... Ah, um, interesting. ...too much damage by being misrepresented. Yeah. Uh, and it works sort of a signature for the map, so if someone has copied their map... Right That signature fake street will be on it and they'll be like, You stole my map. I see. But then they know it's obviously wrong. So then when it's they a, see it again. It's a minor inaccuracy. I see. For the sake of preventing plagiarism, essentially. Interesting. So then how often do and people... And that's the opposite of what's happening here, really? <laughs> the map makers have. Were you gonna ask me how street? often do people steal each other's maps? Well, how often do these trap streets occur? I don't you know. know. Like, if you're in, like, say, Melbourne or. It would probably vary based on the map maker, the size of the map, and uh, the various other factors. Hmm. Because I'm just thinking, if we all use Google Maps and they try to copy Google Maps, do Google Maps use trap streets? I don't know. Hmm. I don't even have a very surface level knowledge su- <laughs> <one> of <to> this <laughs> subject. <laughs> if anyone out there makes maps for a living, let us know about your favourite trap street and don't send us any weird imagery about traps and streets. What? Like bear traps. Oh, or trap cards. Please don't send us more trap cards. <laughs> is Pot of Greed a trap card or is that a magic it's card? It's a magic okay, card. Okay. Spell card? What are they called? I mean, they're all spells, Liam. Except for the ones that are monsters. No, the monsters are spells, aren't they? You summon the monsters. I suppose. Yeah, they're all spells here, Liam. What is land? Uh, Land is... Well, it is technically a spell, yes. However, <laughs> it's a different this. kind of spell. Why did I do this? It's, it's a land permanent, which has many specifics about it. <laughs> cool. You know, there's some land that you can bring out tapped, but it acts as two different kinds of land. Like a swamp. <laughs> is a swamp two different kinds of land? Oh, I know. A swamp is a basic black land. It's like a, a marsh where it's like a water and a black. Because it's like a swampy ocean. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so they go down this street <laughs> and Rohan keeps looking at his map and he's all like, none of these house names are on the map. This is, this is unacceptable. Two or three book certificates will make up for this level of inaccuracy. <laughs> I just love the idea that it's like, ah, inaccuracy. But you know what I'll make up for it? Book certificates. If I get a book certificate. The only form of currency we accept in our society. <laughs> you know, if I get money, that'll offset the inaccuracy and inconvenience <laughs> that I've had to go through. So there's this street where the bulk of the rest of the episode takes place. Yes. There's a couple of twists and turns, at, and there's walls on all sides. Oh, but Liam, there aren't. No, there are. No, I mean, because it's just, it, it's just a revolving... Thing. Yeah, but so it still has corners and shit. I guess, but it's... <laughs> I guess, yeah, all right. And there's also, there are some houses, though, we only really ever pay attention to one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But more importantly, there's... A red post box with some dog poo in front of it. And it's fresh. It's Mm. steaming. And someone stood in it. Oh, the bastard. And there's also a a vending machine. They pass at one point and look like, there's no power running to that vending machine. Hmm. That never comes up. Curious. Eerie. One might. So they keep walking through these streets and before long, they're back where they started. Whoa. I mean, yeah. That's how streets work. Like, what? <laughs> but they took turns that indicated they shouldn't have gone in a circle. What? Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> so, like, okay, what's going on here? Maybe it's the work of an enemy stand. You know what? That does make sense. Yep, yeah, that seems like something a stand would do. Hmm. Make streets not streets. Yeah. Koichi, send echoes up into the air and get a look at what's going on. Can do, Big Rohan. So, he sends <laughs> Act 1 up. Act 1 flies on up, but... Th- Something touches it Or it touches something And it freaks out and lands back on Koichi's shoulder Then gradually melds back into him <laughs> I just like the idea of Gradually melding back Into something that mm, I That's own. what it did Just like Imagine if you had like a blanket Or something that you Gradually melded into You know That's kind of Can you pull it back out Hmm You know I didn't think This far ahead <laughs> I'd hope you'd be able to It's not like Getting a tattoo is like You can't pull it out But you can meld you it into You get ink your- on you And you gradually meld into it <laughs> So they're, they're, they're concerned, they have concerns about being trapped in this hell dimension. <laughs> As we all would, to be fair. With naught but a, a powerless vending machine, some dog poo and, and a mailbox full of mail to eat. I mean, paper is a great source of carbohydrates. And we also see like a deserted house and a deserted um, deserted uh, dog house with yes. Rocky written on it. Rocky. Rocky. The irony. Go on. Well, we don't meet any dogs called Rocky. We do not. That's very ironic. Yeah, it is ironic. (laughs) (laughs) One day I'll understand what is and is not irony. (laughs) But not today. (laughs) So this girl shows up. A very familiar looking girl. (laughs) It's the girl from the OP. With the pink hair. (gasps) And the pink clothes. (gasps) And the pink fingernails. Ooh, Well, they're glossy, so that's familiar, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, so she's from the OP. This this is the this is the pink-haired girl. This the is- one who looks like she's in distress <gasps> in a, a narrow street. Oh, we're in a narrow street. Uh. Oh, it's a reference. So she shows up and immediately Rohan and Koichi are like, it's her, get her. <laughs> Rohan unveils his new power. It's heaven's door. He pulls out a pen yep. and scribbles super fast into the air and basically draws pink dark boy the character we assume is pink dark boy the, the fancy the protagonist one? of pink dark boy yeah into the air which projects itself as his stand now weird zapelli looking motherfucker <laughs> but also definitely has a pen nib for a face who flies out and you know slams into ra- to this girl this pink haired girl and she's all like ah! oh I'm turning into a book and then she turns into a book and Rohan immediately writes on her can't attack us it's like cool one of the things I love about Rohan is, and this might be giving something away, but whatever. Mm. Anytime he encounters anything remotely suspicious, this is the first thing he always does. Is this like a Rocky going, man, I really want that Rohan guy to survive. Well, no, because- I am in control of the, the plot Because the thing now. is, and again, this, this might be giving some stuff away, it rarely works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't see how it wouldn't work, given that- He's written down, no harm will come to Rohan blah. Well, blah. I cannot harm Rohan. Hmm. Okay. All okay. right. Cannot can attack. Whatever. Oh. We'll see. I mean, even so, it's like, how. That's a. It's like a meta narrative thing, you know, where Araki's like, nah, he's not going to die. So he writes that on her. Yep. And then he's all like, all right. That's taken care of. Let's see what this person's deal is. <laughs> so they close her up. Yep. Well no, first first he reads her for a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yep. Yeah. She's not a stand user, she's yep. just a normal girl. Yep. Uh, her name's Raimi Sugamoto. Oh, nice. She's sixteen years old. She's okay. got no boyfriend. Oh. the first time she kissed someone, the guy used too much tongue. Uh she's got uh, a mole near her left nipple, her okay. measurements yeah, are XXX. Yeah, right. o- okay, X, X, let's and, let's tone it down. Yeah. Koichi's down. just like, mate. Let's let's stop reading that. Yeah, I'm blushing. And like, there's this great shot where he's yelling at uh, Rohan, and there's like a lot of pressure lines in the background. Rohan just has this shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> he's like, "Okay, all right, I won't use this later." <laughs> she's gonna make great manga. <laughs> Do you understand what material is Koichi? <laughs> it's what I did to you. <laughs> now, just imagine that. But I already know that she's not gonna, you know, fight back. That was weird. That is a bit weird now that they say it out loud. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, no harm, or no foul. Let's just, uh, you'll forget this happened. That's the sound of his book closing, as we all know. Her books, as it were. Yep. So her books are shut. And then s- smash cut to her standing back where she was before being like, hey, you guys lost? Uh, and Koichi and Rohan are like, yes. Yeah, absolutely. What is going on here? A lot of lost people come through here because all the alleyways look alike. Uh, I'll help you get out. That makes sense. It won't make sense if I just tell you. So I'll have to show you. Oh. So I mean, she, she walks and then she takes out some Pocky. <gasps> <A> quintessential <gasps> Japanese confectionery. Sure. It's like a biscuit, but it's like a really thin... It's like a biscuit in a stick. Yeah, it's like a stick with chocolate it's coating. like a piece of biscotti. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. No. It's like a... A biscuit cho- stick. Little long chocky bicky. It's like a, a bread stick. Oh shit, it is a bread stick. Is it? I think it must be a bread stick with chocolate on it. Huh. Google that shit. We're gonna No. F- oh, well, this is what they listen to us for. Yep. For speculation and not answers. Sorry, guys, it's a bread stick. So they don't want any Pocky. They don't want any of this mysterious girl's Pocky. And the mystery girl goes, Oh, pff, come on now. Just grab the other end then. So Rohan goes up. Grabs the other end and snaps it off. And then she does her, her trademark Pocky fortune telling. <laughs> is Pocky a brand name? Like Kleenex or Band-Aid? Um, I don't know. I think it's. I think that's just what it is. Okay. But I could be very wrong. Because Band-Aid, you know, like Band-Aid, like yeah. pro- products that are where it's technically a brand, but it's just so quintessentially what that product is called. But is Band-Aid a brand? Yeah. Band-Aid's a brand? Mm. What? I thought they were just called Band-Aid's. Nope. I mean, they might be too because of just like popular popularization of the term. But there was a while where it was like I'm stuck on band aids, and then they had to change it to I'm stuck on band aid brand band aids. <laughs> but what what the hell are they called then? What are they? Adhesive bandages. Adhesive plaster. They're adhesive pl. What the fuck? My mind is being blown right now. It's not actually just called a band aid. Don't think so. What or at least the- it wasn't always. What the shit? Dude, this is more bizarre than the entirety of- Learning together on Jojo's world, Liam knows things. Nick Dow does too. I don't even know if I know it yet. This is weird. She reads Rohan's fortune from the Pocky that he snaps. Ooh, how exciting. What does she read? Rohan's gonna get dumped by a girl because he's selfish and has a tendency to mess with people. Oh, that doesn't feel accurate. And then there's that aforementioned moment where he's like, Oh, Koichi, she's so far off base, right? Basically has him in a headlock. God, she thinks I'm selfish. I'm not selfish. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah? Well, I can do a trick too. (laughs) You're wearing light pink nail polish, and that means you're a coward when it comes to love. (gasps) How did you know? No. It's a psychological test, not fortune. Was he basically just cold reading her? Yes. I'm I'm pretty sure. Doing what a manga artist do. So then he says, So is there something else scaring you? And she turns and walks away and looks at this big ominous purple house. It's like, well... Have you guys ever heard the story of, of how the humans, humans can lick, lick too? <laughs> so she basically recounts the story that we opened the episode with. Um, it's a dog. A couple of variations yeah. that uh, the dog's name is Arnold oh. uh, and it um, was found dripping on the coat rack. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm going to cut that noise. Excellent. Ah! <laughs> They're all like, what? And then she heard a voice from under the bed and it said, oh, your hand is so soft, miss. Wimper, whimper. Do you reckon he said whimper, whimper or he actually whimpered? He's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what was that sound? I'm, I'm never making that noise again. <laughs> One and done. I've already killed your parents. And they're all like, ah, and she's all, it's just a story. That was payback for the nail polish trick you played on me. It's just a theory, Liam. (laughs) That's just a theory. A ghost theory. So Koichi is relieved that it's just a story. And Rohan's like, all right, let's leave. Turns around. What's that dripping noise? Turns around and goes, oh my God. And we meet the goodest boy that ever was. Arnold. Arnold, the dog ghost with a slash throat. Now, I don't really understand what the point of Arnold is other than to really hammer home. Well, in this episode, he's just a little dog ghost who stands there dripping blood and, like, Raimi pats his head a fair bit and he just looks... He's got this weirdly, like, low-quality drawn head where he looks a bit like a lizard. <laughs> you literally are like, Oh, what a good lizard boy. Yeah. So he's there <laughs> and then Rainey is all like, yes, the girl was me and me and Arnold are both g-g-g-g-ghosts. And Rohan and Koichi are like, what? Shit. And Rohan's all like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Listen here, you little shitlord. all right? Why are you a ghost? And Heaven's Door couldn't tell that she was a ghost because it was reading memories from when she was alive. Ah. Of course, that makes perfect sense. This opens up something for later where uh, all the other enemies that we're going to encounter will all be dead. Ooh, spooky. In true shonen fashion. Oh, and they're all like um, other victims of this murderer who are are cursed spirits or whatever. It's going to be really like the grudge. Yeah, and so he won't be able to help any of them because... They're all ghosts. And he's like, I can't read your memories. You're all ghosts. Mm-hmm. So she's all like, yeah, this is the place I died 15 years ago. You're probably here because we're on the same wavelength. And that's something similar to what Rohan said about people that Heaven's Door works on. Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah, when he unveiled, like, n- new model Heaven's Door that doesn't have to just be a piece of paper, he was like, I guess I've matured, though it probably still won't work on idiots like Josuke who don't like manga. <laughs> we're just not on the same... Wavelength. Whoa, that's right. That's a reference to the thing that we were talking about just before. Whoa, about wavelengths. This is the border between this world and the next. Are we on the precipice of some kind of slick darkness of living and death? Why not? Sure. Cool. <laughs> so they scream, and then they do. <laughs> just... They do like a real good cartoon run away, where um they run. Rohan's like Koichi. Let's get out of here, and grabs him by the wrist and runs. Like, and his arm is out at a 90 degree angle mm. and uh koichi is basically floppy. flailing behind him in midair he's like ah. so they run they do a few they do a few laps of the uh, of the, the looping zone now the thing about the looping zone is it doesn't go anywhere yep <laughs> not to bring it down but it doesn't go anywhere they are not putting any distance between them and that little ghost girl no and as we all know Japanese ghost girls are the scariest thing that ever was. I mean, yes. Are they called yokai? Is that the name of- That's something else. Okay, never mind. They're born of greed and hatred and anger. I think that's something else too. (laughs) Shit. So, um, yeah, they're all like, okay, Koichi, since we're looping, get echoes up there again. So he tries to get echoes up there. And this is interesting. So he sends echoes up and then it hits like a wall. But it's not a wall, it's the floor. And then he's like, oh, there's- There's a a ceiling here. It's like, Koichi, there's no ceiling there. Echoes is hitting the floor. But it's not even that Echoes just, like, went up and, like, reinstanced and then came down. Because now Koichi is upside down and in the air. And he's all like, what? Boom. This is some real space-time shenanigans, right? I mean, is it space-time? Some real space shenanigans. Uh, Yes, but, like... Some real ghost space There we go. That's the stuff I wanted to hear. Because, I mean, real space-time, you'd never be allowed to do that. But in Ghost World. So she comes back and she's like, guys, I'm trying to help you get out of here. And they're all like, oh, we're going to fight you. You're a ghost. And she's like, man, it's cool. I'm cool. Just chill. I got a dog. His name's Arnold. Pat, pat. And he's all like. Isn't he more like. I don't think he makes any noise in this episode. Drip, drip. Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) Poor Arnold. How many dead dogs is that now? I swear there's like 12 now. That's too many. Okay. okay let's... let's take inventory. Here we go. Danny, number one, kicked in the face, put in a furnace. Yep. Ah, uh, weird the... man, head dog. Don't thing. get ahead of yourself. Okay. All right. The puppy that was eaten by a cat in Ogre Street. Yes, that's two. Yep. Man in face, a dog. Yes. Three. That's a half. That's two and a half. Yep. Keep a track of that half. Okay. And I'll do the. I'll okay. do the full numbers. Okay. I'll do the half. Yep. Not the dog that cars saved. No, not that one. Uh. I swear there was another dog that died. I swear there's another dog that died. In part one and two? Yeah. There has to be. Does there, though? Surely there's a list somewhere detailing every single dog death. Well, I mean, we've done it several times over the course of this podcast. But, like, surely it's written down somewhere. Part three. Okay, part three. Iggy. Iggy. Definitely Number one with a bullet. Yep. Uh, There was the dog in the fog place. Dog in the fog. The fog dog. Uh, there was was the dog that, uh, was killed in a dream. Yep. Which may have, may have been a giant rat, depending on (laughs) the adaptation you were watching or reading. (laughs) There was another one. There was the dog that Yellow Temperance ate. That's the one. That's five and a half. It's only five and a half? Danny, dog face man, half Wasn't uh, there a dog that got eaten by Santana, maybe? No. No? Hmm. He ate a vampire and a lot of Nazis. He did eat a lot of Nazis. (laughs) More power to him, I say. (laughs) Uh, Iggy, Fog Dog, Temperance Dog, Dream Dog slash Rat. Oh, six and a half. There we go. Six and a half. Chibi and Butchie. So that's eight and a half. Yep. The dog that Angelo ate. He ate a dog? Yeah, he he bit its face off, remember? Because it pooped on the lawn. Oh, vaguely. Yeah, very vaguely. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. And now this, I think. Ten and a half. Ah, ah, ah. Great, we did it. Ten and a half dead dogs. We've got to write that number down. No, I'm gonna write that number down, just so next time I can be like, now we know the rest of the story. Ten and a half dead dogs. We got there. And how many live dogs? Uh, well, there's police. Police. Uh, the one that cars didn't kill. Yep. Damn. The ratio is not good. <laughs> Rocky? Question <laughs> mark. Uh, I'm not saying yes to that. That <laughs> feels like that dog is gone. Yeah, I think there's only two living dogs <laughs> that we can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. There was some dogs in a group shot in Iggy flashbacks, but they don't count. Mm, mm. They're just like street dogs. Street dogs. Not to be confused with street sharks. I mean, that was just a good show all round. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a ghost. I'm stuck here. I'm not your enemy, though, because I'm trapped here. I'm what? bound spirit. Bound I'm spirit. And like for 15 years I've been stuck here and that's not been great because like there's some dog poo over there, that vending machine doesn't work. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's pretty sucky. Can't even get Arnold a big old bandage. And Arnold's there dripping away being like- Oh, we even described Raimi. Should we? Yes. So she is pink haired. Pink is her overall theme. Yes. Uh, She's got pink hair. Pink clothes, pink nail polish. um, She's got two little bow ties on her dress. Mm -hmm. She's got a choker around her neck with like clasped hands. Yeah, this is the thing that got me- Is that she's got, like, these hands that are, like, joined in unison. Mm. But why? It looks like something that, you know, Jotaro would wear (laughs) if he wore chokers. Maybe it's the uh, female equivalent of the same brand. (laughs) Jotaro, like, meets this ghost girl. is all like, hey. Nice outfit. And she's all like, hey, nice hat. And they really hit it off. And then she ascends to heaven. And then is all like, hey, I'm out. See ya. Goodbye. Nice nice to meet a ghost. (laughs) Again. Again. Does Joseph's departing soul count as a ghost? Uh... Not really, because he never really... He never really left. He did, though. I mean, Joseph didn't leave. He came back. Yeah, he left, but he came back. Yeah. Which which is not what Tomoko could say. (laughs) Damn! (laughs) Fucking savage! So, yeah. Uh, I died. I was the girl in the story. He killed me. Uh... He's still killing people. It's been fifteen years. Uh, people keep showing up here, but no one will speak to me for long or at all. Maybe they can't. Maybe f- they can't see me because they're not stand users. I had to wear this flowing dress for fifteen years. <sighs> Don't you understand how shit a flowing dress gets in winter. Shit. So she says she never saw the murderer's face. Ooh! But she was stabbed in the back while she was running. Okay. And uh, the murderer was murderer was never caught. Ooh. Still somewhere blended into the general Morio populace. Hmm. Rohan's all like, and you're telling us this, why? Because you can help me as living human beings. Yeah, she's all like, I'm not asking you to go catch a murderer, but just like tell the police or something. Now doesn't Rohan go, Rowan? Rohan go, you know, why should we bother with this when you should just rest in peace and let it go? Yes, that too. Uh... And why should we have to tell the police anything? Do you know how many boys and girls disappear in Mario? No. I why? How many is it? It's eight times the national average. Koichi immediately goes, <gasps> that's, like, that's not dissimilar to those stats I read at the start of the season. <laughs> God, I want to know more about these stats. And she's all I'm not saying that he killed them all, but it's definitely a cont- contributing factor. Let's just say, if there are murderers about, we've got a handle so on our hands. They're also still pretty skeptical. And she's all like, I see the souls of the murdered passing by very frequently. And they all have wounds like this. And then she reveals on her back, not to us. No. But to Koichi and Rohan, there's a wound on her back that we never see. Mm. But she sort of like lowers the dress a bit and then, you know, turns around and there's like something. (laughs) I can't talk to them, but I see them. I know what he's into. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) So you haven't seen his face. You don't know who it is. But you know what he's into. Hmm. And then she gives this speech about how, like, you know, she loves Mario, but it sickens her to think that if this murderer is caught, Mario will be known as the town where a murderer lived. But knowing that he's still out there is even worse than that, and it wounds her pride in her town. Fair, fair. And... Then she basically barrels the camera and, like, delivers the theme for the story. Where she's like, if the living don't take pride in their town and its peace, who will? I don't know, probably the dead. Ah. Mm. And then she says, I'm done talking now. (laughs) (laughs) Just sits down quietly. I'm done now. Koichi's on board. He's like, yep, let's get this murderer. Rohan's a bit... He's a bit mm. more coy. He's all like, that sounds like a lot of trouble and I'm not into it. But... It could be good manga. <laughs> I just love that his whole thing is just like, but manga. Mm. Like, let me get... Okay, so... You've manga got, makes the world go round. You've got some interesting ideas, but will it make a good manga? <laughs> mm. She's glad that despite him putting up a front, he's going to help. And then Koichi sidles him up being like, Hey, you might be thinking right now, he is a good person deep down. Don't. He's not. Just never think that. Don't trust him. <laughs> and she's like, oh... Okie dokie. It's time to leave the the twilight zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get out of circular haven. Yeah. It's time to leave outer heaven. So they start walking away. Yep. you got to turn left past that post box, but then you have to obey a certain rule. What is that rule? Once you get past that threshold, the exit's about 20 metres away around the corner. Ah, oh, piece of piss. But you cannot turn back around or you'll get dragged to hell by ghosts. Hmm. Okay, then. That's not too hard, right? That should be pretty easy. Yeah, sure. And there's a cool moment where as each of them pass that threshold, like it zooms in on their feet and they, there's a sort of deliberate colour shift to make everything look a bit more washed out. Mm, it's good. It's like they're transcending mm. the realm of the dead mm. to return to the realm of the living. It's very um, Persephone, Persephone? Orp- and Orpheus in the underworld. Mm, mm. Man, poor old Orpheus. Hard done by. Yeah, can never see his uh, love's face again. Isn't that Orpheus? I think so. Yeah. Or she has to return. She ate something when she was Mm. down there. So she has to return. And that's why winter happens. That probably happened. I don't know. But (laughs) a lot of stuff happened with Greek. (laughs) A lot of things happened, sometimes at the same time. No one really knows. Yeah. The timeline's all a bit wishy-washy. And this is cool. Like, it's very sort of vindictive ghosts trying to trick you into letting you kill them. Mm. <laughs> Where um the instant they-, they cross over, like, something rushes between their legs. And-, and it's like, hey, um, so something just came between us. And r- is it Raimi? Raimi, what? yeah. Yeah, Raimi's like, don't look back. Don't let nah, them do uh, anything. So and, and they keep walking and, like, we see, like, the fog of breath on the back of Koichi's neck. And and then, like, they start drooling on yeah. him and it's like, oh, God, I need to turn around and see what it is. And mm. Raimi's like, don't do it. You're so close now. Koichi loses his nerve and starts running ahead. And as he gets into that light, he hears Raimi's voice being like, you did it, Koichi. You can turn around now. So Koichi turns around and goes, oh, that's a relief. I was really scared that the thing behind me was going to, oh, no. And like all these these hands shoot out as they were walking, we had like that, that grainy filter we've gotten a few times. But also just this sort of creeping darkness behind them. And all these hands shoot out of it and grab him. And they pull echoes out of him too, which is really interesting. Because mm. that's like, I guess the expression of his soul or whatever. His soul. Mm. So then Rohan's like, ah, fuck. Good thing I'm here. Me, the great Rohan Kishibe." Uh, Remy's like, oh no, that wasn't me. That was a trick. The, I've, never <laughs> done, I've never walked the walk with someone else before, so I didn't realise ghosts could talk. Uh, so then Rohan's like, wait a minute, you said that... Heaven's door! All we had to do is not look, so I'm just going to blind Koichi. <laughs> yeah, so he gets out of Heaven's door, turns Koichi into a book, and writes, um, I can't see, and will be blown backwards. So Koichi is, is suddenly th- blind? This is sort of a new not necessarily the level, but new expression of Heaven's Door that we haven't really seen before. Mm. Where it's, like, it, with things like um, the stuff that he did to, to Koichi and Okiyasu in um, his introductory story, mm. It's he was controlling them physically, but, it was you know, you could read it all as a sort of, like, mind control affecting their bodies. Yeah. Whereas here, he's very much just sort of altering the course of Koichi's destiny. Like Literally like, blowing him back. Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, I like the fact that he isn't just mind controlling, Mm. but it is a bit weird just to be like, and you'll be blown back. So either maybe he's thinking, oh. He he can basically do whatever he wants. But it's like, is he being blown back of his own accord? He could ride on Koichi, has super strength. (laughs) But would that work? I mean, he got blown back by mysterious energy. But but it's like, oh. He He was was in the air and immobilized by ghost hands. He couldn't have, like, lunged backwards. He could have. Not... Maybe? I wouldn't say to the distance that he was blown backwards. Potentially, yeah. True. Oh, man. Weird. Mm. He can do anything. He is anything. Not to himself, though. Yeah, true. In that way, he's kind of like a mirror on a Josuke. Mm. Who can also fix people, but not himself. (laughs) Especially emotionally. Yeah. So they get out, eventually. Uh, He fixes Koichi's eyes. He's all like, there, there, buddy. There, there. And is just blind and panicking. He's like, ah, ah ghosts, I'm going to die. It's like open book face. Yeah. And they turn around and that street between the ocean and the drugstore is gone. <gasps> Whoa. Oh no. But Raimi's there. Raimi and Arnold. Yeah. Arnold's still dripping. As and he always sister, do. he's like, we'll always be right here. Points at Koichi's heart. <laughs> No, we'll always be right here until he's caught, and then we'll move on. Oh, by the way, this is the Osons on this lane. And then she says something like, "Come by anytime you have questions," and that sounds—it sounds so much like something a uh, video game tutorial NPC would say. <laughs> Come back here anytime you have a need for a quest. Come back anytime you hear you need guidance, and I'll give you a hint. Oh, great! Hey, can you tell me where the nearest quest-like marker mm. is? So as she's disappearing, she's all like. See ya, Koichi. See ya, Rohan-chan. And Rohan's all like, ah, oh, so familiar. Yeah, I don't like this. No, right. I don't like it. I don't like being close to ghosts. And yet, there's something admiral- admirable about how that ghost lives. Hmm. He says. Not letting go of the past. Fighting I- for 15 years. Yeah, that's pretty admirable. <laughs> that's a really poor choice of words, though. Yeah, no. How, how that ghost lives. <laughs> oh, no. Cut to Newspaper. Someone's doing their research. Zero leads on murderer. Zero clues found in Mario family massacre. And Rohan's and- at, at Remy's grave and he's all Remy's grave and he's all like, "Yes. This is a grave of her." <laughs> Just can you imagine going to a grave and being like, "Yes. Yes, this is a grave." What a What a fine grave situation. <laughs> uh. This old man wanders up and is like, Hey, are you Rohan Kashibe who used to live here but is now a famous manga artist? Yeah, it might be me. What of it? Hi, I'm no one important, but <laughs> I remember when you lived here and were a kid, and the Sugamoto family were friends of your family, and you were in the house the night the murders happened because you were being babysat. Yeah, that's great, but how did you really remember to that? <laughs> Uh, Rohan immediately is like I was in the house You what? And I remember You don't Because you were a kid But I remember When I'm here to expose it (laughs) There's a lot of exposition This episode (laughs) This guy Is just like this Walking exposition machine I hope he comes back In another episode Just be like Ah well you see You didn't realise The other story I had for you (laughs) The translation That um Actually, at, when they returned from the ghost street, we saw that old woman, briefly, in, in a wide shot. The old woman who was walking down the street uh, when Tomoko slammed that guy's face into his convertible. The old woman. Remember there was that guy who was inconveniencing yeah, yeah, people? Yeah. And like his his exhaust was blowing into this old, this small old woman's face. Oh! Yes! Yeah, I do remember. She that. was in that wide shot. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Um, anyway. Familiar faces. <laughs> small town. She was the real hero all along, doing her daily duty. The humans can lick too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he says, when the police found you. And in this translation, he says, you were crying, just repeating, Remy snuck me out the window. And that's fine. Yeah. But I remember, in, I think it was in the manga translation I read, uh, the phrasing was more like, Raimi threw me out the window. Mm. And I like that more because Rohan being so small as to not remember this very significant event, it makes sense to me that like he's crying because he got thrown out the window and he doesn't fully understand the magnitude of what was happening. Yes, sure. But is that just biased because that was your first impressions? No, I just like it. I don't know if it's even necessarily the more accurate translation, Ooh. but I like it. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, they all died Rohan didn't and now he's a famous monk artist The end (laughs) And so she can return to the land of the dead (laughs) Yep And Rohan doesn't even acknowledge this guy after his exposition He just walks away and is like No wonder she was so friendly (laughs) I like how as he's walking away the old man's just standing there going "Uh, Goodbye (laughs) I mean bye I just work here at the graveyard (laughs) giving exposition to mourners (laughs) Come from? Why is he here? Just, is he the gravekeeper or something? He's just an old man, an old Mario man, <laughs> old man Mario. The spirit of the town remembers everything that happened in Mario. Oh dear! Except for who the murderer is. <gasps> Gasp! Cut to Koichi being like, "Hey guys, I met a ghost." uh Okay. Well, I'm not saying I don't believe. You. He's got a photo with a ghost, but Anokiyasu is like, "Man, this ghost is cute." I wish I was born 15 years ago, which kind of makes you go, "Yeah, but you weren't." Calm down, Okuyasu. <laughs> yeah, put it back in your trousers, Oku. Keep your ghosts in your imaginary stories, not your real life. Because that shit brings only trouble. Yep, I'm afraid of some ghosts. So is taking a very practical attitude where he's all like, okay, if it's a stand user, then I'm sure, like, Joseph and Jotaro will bring the might of the Speedwagon Foundation <laughs> down on Mario. But if not, they'll probably just tell us to leave it to the police. So they're not going to tell Jotaro and Joseph? Uh, not unless they find out that he's a stand user. Hmm. But Koichi's like But a murderer in our town We as young teens With a promising outlook about the future Can't tolerate that Shock horror They cannot So Koichi is disappointed And he's like Just disappointedly monologuing And he takes a step out into the street mm-hmm. Upon that crosswalk And then Josuke's like Koichi, look the fuck out! Grabs him by the scruff, yanks him off the road as a car screeches to a halt where he was standing naught but a moment ago. And in that car... Is this kind of deadpan looking dude... This blonde guy. Just looks at them. Hmm. Fun fact. We've seen this guy before. Have we? From the back. There was a shot in the Red Hot Chili Pepper fight. Okay. In one of those shots where he was drawing all the power in from Mario. Yeah. Where there was a man with blonde hair in a purple suit standing at the railroad crossing as its power was being sucked away. Huh. And that was this guy. Huh. Okay. All right, sure. Just a little cameo. There you go. Yeah. So this guy is just looking at them. Josuke and Koichi are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. He's dumb. He's spaced out. And he just doesn't say anything and drives off. And- (laughs) Pulls the window back up. You might think that we would stick with our friends, Okuyasu, Koichi, and Josuke. But no, we're in the car now. We got aboard while it stopped. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, we're driving in a car. And then we just drive in a car. Yeah, for that's a the car bit. song. Uh, we pull into a house. Well, he's monologuing as he's driving for some reason. He's talking to his unseen date in the sidecar. Mm. You know, the sidecar that cars have, the passenger seat. <laughs> so he's there like, ah, oh, darling. Where is your bag? Did I ever tell you how Morio <laughs> used to be a resort town for samurai? Ugh. I'm descended from samurai. We used to be very wealthy. But then during my grandfather's time, our our family fortune was squandered. And now I have an office job. Ah, oh, so tedious. And boring. Anyway, darling, where did you leave that wristwatch that I got you? Oh, it's in the back, of course. And you're yes, very unusual how you're not responding at all. Mm. Mm. Strange. how It's you too conf- big for you. Well, I'll get it fixed for you tomorrow. And then he pulls into this driveway. Yep. And he's holding this hand, this, this hand with these pink fingernails. And he's all like, "Please get out of the car now." Oh, you're so shy. Please watch your step. We're going to enjoy this weekend to the fullest. And then we get a shot of. Well, um, he pulls he pulls his his darling date out of the car and. There's no body there. Whoa. Another ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Plot twist. Um, And it's just a a seven hand. hand. Probably up to about halfway up the forearm. Yep. Uh, And it just sort of. After being stiff, just kind of limps a bit. Yeah, drips some blood onto the car seat and that's, that's, that's when things get weird. <laughs> so then he's like, oh, you've made a mess. Well, you'll have to clean that up, Oh, dear. and this is so gross. Like, he puts a handkerchief or whatever into her hand mm-hmm. and presses down to dab onto the car seat. And you see, like, her... Fingers contort in unnatural Yeah, ways. just, like, rigor mortis and just, like, the fact that... Yeah, it's, it's not natural. not someone controlling their own joints. Mm. So just pushes into it and you're like, yeah. ugh. And then he's just like, ah. Yeah, he talks a bit more. He's like, oh, I can't remember your name, but that's all right. You cleaned it all up. Now then, let's make a dinner. What's your special dish again? And this is the weird thing. He starts walking inside as the hand is holding the purse. And he's holding the hand. Yeah, that's right. It's weird, and we see on the um the gate outside his house. A uh, slow pan with, on like, what I assume is the post box or address yeah, spot, something uh, like that. The, the house name, number, his surname, which is Killer. Kira. Which, as we know from Death Note, from a Japanese perspective, is very phonetically phonetically similar to Killer. <gasps> but if he's the killer, what? Well, then where did he get that hand? Hey, that's a good point. Where did he get that hand? <laughs> I, I wonder if this is the same hand with the as the um the Ruby Ring engagement girl, or if or if he's struck again since then. Or mm. well, this is pink gloss. Well, yeah, but I think... So the pink gloss is an obvious parallel to Raimi, who wears pink nail polish as a ghost. Yes. But, uh, you know, obviously that's 15 years ago. He's not going to have the same hand there. So my assumption is that for his own perverse satisfaction, mm-hmm. he... You know, he paints the Redoes nails it. and and yeah. puts them in the image of his his initial victim. Sure, but what if it was just a girl who's wearing pink gloss? It also, could be. Yeah, but that that would mean that it wouldn't be that uh, it wouldn't be the same victim that we previously saw, wouldn't it? Who had the red ruby ring? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he's struck again. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? Food for thought. Yeah. So Nick, yes. What are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? Oh God. Okay. Right. I want to say the highlight would have to be... I mean, I have to go with Kira's unveiling, mm. don't I? That was good. Because it's like, the whole bit with Raimi, it's fine. Whatever. The bit with Josuke, quite short. But Kira, it's like, oh wait, hang on, we're getting somewhere. Mm. Well, well, well. What's your highlight? My highlight is, I think, um, some of Raimi's speech about how, like, um, you know, like, we've clung to this earth just to, just to bring this murder into justice. And, mm. and she's she's so... She's got such conviction about it. Mm, you know, the pride of Mario, finding a greater meaning mm, in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are three ways to be happy in life. And of course, Arnold just being on screen. I mean, of course you would say Arnold. <laughs> you know, there's three ways to be happy in life, Liam. There's the fame life. Yep, there's the fame life. Uh, which is like, you know, drinking non-stop, doing drugs, just because it's, it's good. And that's fine. But what about more meaningful life? You know, the good what life. What about... Small town community participation. Well, that's the meaningful life. Right? Ah. It's finding a meaning greater than yourself. And what's the third one? Oh, it's like the good life finding meaning in <laughs> it's, your life. It's like uh, killing people and taking their hands. Exactly. <laughs> Do you find meaning in helping young dames that have just had their hands cut off get out of cars? <laughs> oh, ironic. It's, it's ironic because it's not the dame you're helping out, it's the hand. Oh. So, yes. Lowlights. Uh, low light would one hundred percent have to be that we don't get to see the mark on her back because I feel like that's going to sh- like crop up later okay. as some kind of plot device, but we're not going to see it on her back. Interesting. So it's like, okay, why are you leaving that out right now? Like, well, I mean, is it not important, or is it? It is it important? Let's be honest, like, Crunchyroll wise, it would have just been a, a black m- miasma anyway because it would be a fresh, uh, fresh series of knife wounds. Maybe. But it could have just been Arnold's still dripping. dripping and that's it's... true. Yeah. It could have just been like a scar or something. Well, I mean, it, would it, would, have been it wouldn't scar. be though, because she's a ghost. Yeah. But at least it could have been like a slice, you know? And it'd be like a an... slice of life. Yeah, And a name slice or something like that, you know? My name is Kira. <laughs> I'm a murderer. Be like in her back. Her name is Kira. Do you reckon that's some kind of pseudonym Why, for Like Kira is the name of the femme fatale from Solo, a Star Wars story. <gasps> My God. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's just kind of like, is it important, is it not important? I don't know how to feel. Sure. Yeah. Your low light? My low light is all the close-up shots of the dog doo-doo. What's wrong with that? Uh, it's just a natural part I don't know, I like this episode, I gotta pick something. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want the literal dog shit? No. Yeah, that's fair, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so, Nick. What? There's a <laughs> darkness lurking in the dark heart of Mario. <gasps> Raimi Sugimoto was murdered 15 years ago oh yeah, by exist now. this Kira. Mm. Ghosts exist. <laughs> Kira is out there. Our protagonists don't know his identity yet, but mm. we do. What do you think will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 4 Diamond is Unbreakable, in the episode entitled Shigechi's Harvest? Shigechi's Harvest? Yeah. Who the fuck is Shigechi? Have we met this? We, we have not to date met a character named Shigechi. Okay, 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 okay. There are three possibilities. There are three be. and only three <laughs> possibilities here. Number one, Shigechi's a person. In which case, Shigechi might be a farmer or some kind of like seller of wares, right? <laughs> sure. So the harvest is like. A crop. Hey, yes, like some kind of crop or some kind of like, oh, I've oh, got some stuff. So in. the gang are just like going out to the farmland and they meet old man Shigechi and it's like, the harvest is coming up, but a stand plant has infested my crop. <laughs> or something like that. Like some kind of weird, like, oh, the pumpkins are zombies kind mm, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe it's like Josuke's grand. No, because his granddad no. was the police officer. Yeah. It could be his cousin. Maybe. Cousin Shigechi. He looks just like Josuke, but he wears overalls and speaks <laughs> with a southern accent. He doesn't have a pump, and but he, has he does a, have, um, like, up hair. Big big piece of straw coming out of his mouth at all times. <laughs> well, how howdy there, Josuke. It's me, Shigechi. Mm. Um, so that could be that. Two, Shigechi is not a person, but is in fact some kind of district or, like, area. Sure. Uh, Shigechi Street. Or, like, some something that's not a person, right? And so Shigechi is uh like stardew valley-esque where you have the harvest it's harvest time down in shigechi exactly let's take a school trip yes yes <laughs> so uh it'll either be like some kind of harvest festival where like you go there and it's like welcome to the shigechi oh, to gonna, everyone's gonna wear those robes that the japanese people yeah. wear to their festivals yeah they wear robes at festivals like, yukata or something oh okay um, so yeah it's like a harvest festival where they're like selling meat and like vegetables yep when you harvest the meat uh, and they're all like oh it's a good season to be alive and all the old people are like yeah it's a good season to be alive and all the youngsters are like this is all fucking dumb I hate tradition uh, and then like just they like, learn a valuable lesson about participating in your community exactly uh, and then each one of them is like, don't drink the punch. And then they eventually have to drink the punch or something like that. And then they're all like, oh no, the stand's cutting into me. I have to be a party animal now. And they can't stop partying or something like that. Sure, sure. Uh, or three. Three. It is not a region. It is not a person. It is an animal. Wow. So maybe when they it's say- It's time to harvest the shigechis. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's even remotely possible as far as... Does it have a... Is it a proper noun? It's uh, got an apostrophe. It's possessive. The third possibility is out. Okay. Uh, It's either going to be a region or a person. So that's... That's comprehensive for next week, I guess. Okay. But do you have any thoughts on this Kira fella and this whole Rami Sugimoto situation? Right. So, obviously, Kira is linked to someone bigger... Because he's not the dude with the cat eyes from the OP. And, like, we've had Red Hot Chili Pepper, who was apparently the head honcho of that little... He shot a lot of people with an arrow. Yeah, but, like, we've got Kira, who's probably just a murderer. (laughs) Um, And an office worker. And an office worker with a laborious job. And samurai blood in his veins. (laughs) He's got to preserve that honour, yo. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's connected to the cat eye man. The cat eye man. But he himself is not the cat eye man. Like, it it just... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about it, but Hmm. who knows? Who knows? Who can say? Maybe. Not I, certainly. Yeah, I feel like there's another hierarchy on the horizon. Sure. Where it's like, we got to get this guy that murdered... What's a face? But it wasn't Kira. It was someone else. Ah. Because Kira's like, oh, I took their hand. But that doesn't mean he likes stabbing them in the back. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So maybe it's like, I was murdered by a stand but didn't even know it. And, and then, then the, like, Kira came by and cut my hand off. You know what? That could have when happened When I was well. already dead. He was already dead. Yeah. Yeah. And then Josuke punches him and he explodes 10 minutes later. Basically. Yeah. Oh, man. What a lad. <laughs> so, yeah. I reckon... It's going to be linked to some other conspiracy of some kind. Yeah. Cool. All right. That seems pretty comprehensive. Anything else you want to make any predictions on before we Uh, wrap it up? Yeah. So ghosts are a thing now. Ghosts Um, are a thing now. I reckon if this somehow links into an explanation of how Stans came to be in the first place, Mm -hmm. it'd probably be like, don't you get it? you shoot someone with an arrow. (laughs) Yeah. You're all possessed now because it's allowed like Uh, a ghost ghost. to come in and like... Just like in that famous great anime, Ghost Stories. (laughs) Ah, Yes. One of the true classics of our time. Mm, part of the, the contemporary canon of animation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, ghosts are obviously good real? in a small yep, town. The are real. So Is there anything else that's real? My love for JoJo's. Wow. Boom. Take that. You had it here first, folks. You nerds. But yeah. we got vampires. We got zombies. We got ghosts. We got luck and pluck. Yep. We got anything else? Um, we got psychic powers, of course. Yeah. Or possibly ghosts. Yes, that too. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe part five will introduce a new mechanic for their games. Um, Beyblades. Yeah, where it's like, now our stands For their games. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, each part, it went like, so there's vampires and Hamon. And then part two was like, so there's like more Hamon, but now there are like big dudes. Double vampires. Double vampires. And then part three is like, so now there's stands and psychic powers and stuff. Part four is like, now there's ghosts. Part five is going to be like, Bigfoots. So, yeah, so now there's Bigfoots and uh, their secret power is X. <laughs> You'll be like, cool. Now we can use a game mechanic around that. <laughs> Boom. All right. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Bye. See ya. <laughs> to be Continue.